Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to another edition of the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. Even though it's preseason, the Broncos win two in a row, both on the road, uh, beating the Seahawks 32-3. And again, even though it's preseason, it's still fun to see the Broncos win. A lot of good, uh, some bad. John and I are going to break it down for you here to include the quarterback battle, which I know everybody is really interested in uh, with a possible decision here coming in a few days. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Hey again, everyone. Kevin here. I am with John. And man, you know what? I don't care. It's preseason. I don't care. We won again, man. Yeah, what's up, Kevin? What's up, Broncos country? It feels good. It wasn't just a win. It was a blowout. 30 to row. 3. 30 to 3. And if we can uh, keep that going in the preseason, I don't care who we have at quarterback. We're going to be winning a lot of games. <laughs> yes, well, it was preseason. But uh, and they weren't playing their starters. We get that. But still, it feels good to have wins on, on our side. But that's the thing. I mean, the, the defense, you know, and we weren't playing a lot of our starters on defense either. You know, not not everybody. I mean, uh, you know, Justin Simmons did have that one um, uh, interception, which is fantastic for us to see him go do that. Um, but across the board, the defense that we did have out there played really well. You know, um, but it's it's fun to see what those guys can go do. And, you know, you imagine what they're going to do in the regular season when they're all out there. Knock on wood, it looks like we're pretty healthy right now across the board, considering, I mean, you know, kind of what last year was looking like, too. So uh, this defense is incredibly scary, man. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, we've given up nine total points in two games. If we if we're giving up less than a touchdown a game, like I said, we can win a lot of games with that number. So. Um, and, and to your point, not playing all of our starters for, for most of the game, but um, it was good to see a lot of the young guys come out and, and perform and, and perform well. So it was good to see. And that's where, you know, I think last year, while last year sucked, I mean, we keep talking about how a lot of the young players that wouldn't have seen really any playing time last year got a substantial amount, you know, um, being a third string or a practice squad player now you're a second string or even a starter in some cases right? right you're going out there getting a lot of game time experience and i think that's where you're seeing this really come into play in addition to all of the moves we made in the offseason i mean especially in in cornerback there uh we have a lot of options and uh the broadcasters for the the games last night made a good point in that we lost probably two or three games at least last year because of the injuries we had at cornerback and now you see how stacked we are at cornerback with the moves we made and uh, the addition of PS2. Uh, I mean, these guys are phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, to that point last year, I mean, the, I think it was the last two games that we had none of our top three or even four cornerbacks available. And we were starting guys that aren't even on the team anymore. And I don't, I don't even know if they're on any teams at the moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, big, big change there. And, you know, I don't think any of the, our top three guys started last time. Am I wrong on that, Kevin? Uh, cornerback, uh, I mean, I saw, uh, um, PS2 out there a little right. bit. Right. I didn't see um, Callahan. I didn't see nope. Fuller. Darby nope. might've been out there at the beginning. He might've been. He might've been. So it was mostly, just for a little bit. Mostly PS2 and, um, uh, OJ and Moody that were out there for us, yep. which 
you know, hopefully I, I, do you have any updates on his injury situation? No. I was just trying to find something on that, but yeah, I was checking. And as of uh, recording this on Sunday afternoon, there's no updates. I imagine that Monday we'll get some updates. I mean, hopefully it, it was more of a, a, you know, muscle, um, you know, just nothing like a tear or anything. It looked right, like right. obviously he was hobbling off the field. He couldn't put any weight on it, um, yeah. but give him a month or so when he's back. But uh, it just was a, a freak the way he landed on, you know, yeah. uh, he landed and then the the player landed on his leg. Uh, it looked like he almost did the splits, which right. um, isn't good if it's a groin uh, something, you know. Yeah, it was just an awkward landing. They're calling it a knee injury. So hopefully it's not a tear, um, but we'll get updates there. Uh, it seems like the only significant injury we've really had potentially, mm-hmm. though. Um, so that's. It's good compared to what we were dealing with last year, for sure. Yeah. Um, but he was playing good before that, and so was obviously PS2 was was doing his thing. So yeah. Exactly. The defense overall looked looked amazing yesterday. But this is exactly why we built up the depth in that room, right? Was somebody goes down. I mean, this time last year, uh, Ojemudio goes down. Then, holy crap, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that's it. Yeah. Like, oh, well, <laughs> that, yeah. was, that, was, that was our, you know, resources there. So, um, that was our depth. So exactly. here we are now in a much different situation. Right. And uh, George Payton is the one that really orchestrated that. Right. And he's our number five cornerback. So even if he is down, we have those four other guys. Um, hopefully it's not long term. We obviously hope that he gets better if he is injured um, quicker than uh, than not. But yeah, excited to see what the rest of the defense is going to keep doing. Um, but we saw a lot from the rookies yesterday on defense, specifically Jonathan Cooper. He came out. He was a monster. He sure did. Um, not a rookie, but Deshaun Williams. He looked like a beast up front on that defensive line. So um, two guys that I were, was really impressed with yesterday. No, I think, uh, I mean, the, the defense, wow. Um, Cooper played incredibly well. Um, you know, I think when we get to starting to make some of these cuts here in about a week, uh, you know, uh, Cooper might be able to make that team there. Um, uh, barely. Um, I think you're going to see, you know, I didn't see anything from PJ Locke. Um, and no, I didn't see I much from back. Locke. Um, Jamar Jackson or Johnson, sorry. He got his yeah. first playing time of the year. He, he had three tackles and a pass defended. Um, looking at some of these other guys. Uh, for the rookies, Kerry Vincent Jr. came in. I think he came in after OJ went yep. down. Um, yep. And, you know, he had a couple of breakups as well. Uh, so, yeah, and Baron Browning, we finally got to see him a little bit too. So, yeah, yeah. from all these guys. Um, It's going to hurt when we have to – look, there's going to be one or two names that we see get cut and we're yeah. just – it's going to suck, you know. But it, it – it sucks because we have so much talent that we have right. to cut somebody, you right. know? Uh, and I'd rather be in this position than, um, you know, Oh, I can't believe we kept this person. Well, we right. need 53 men on the roster. <laughs> yeah. So we have to keep somebody, you know, no. uh, we can't just run around with 40 players. That's, that's all we have. So. Um, no, I can't, I can't think of a position group that we're going to be feeling that way about like, Oh man, we had to just keep that. I don't know. Number three, number four tight end or something like that. I don't, I don't see us being upset by what our final roster looks like. Um, next round of cuts happening this Tuesday, I believe, yeah. down to, to 80 players. 80. Um, and then down to 53 a week later. So big cuts. Out for that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So following that third preseason game, you're going to see probably Monday and Tuesday are going to be the big days, uh, especially mm-hmm. Monday is going to be the big day. I think we're going to see a lot of names just get cut right off the bat. So big news coming out Monday. Uh, and then of course, uh, we're going to have all that news for you guys and our reactions on the Tuesday shows, Bourbon Broncos, no BS 7 PM mountain time uh, every Tuesday night. So make sure you join us there for that as well. Okay, man. Well, this is of course, you know, we're getting to get back to some more of these other uh, group specifics. Um, but the big one is quarterback, man. Here oh, we are. Boy. The news sounds like uh, they are within a few days of making a decision. Um, You know, one thing to keep in mind is Drew Locke, even though uh, Teddy was the starter for this game, Drew Locke got a lot of the reps with the number ones throughout, especially at the end of the week here, which, you know, you could look into and speculate, well, why is he getting all the, the number one starts if he's not the starter? Uh, does that mean that he's going to be the starter for the season? But then we got in this game and there are some arguments either side, but I want to hand it to you first and see what you think, man. Yeah, I felt coming into this game, it was kind of Locke's position to lose, even though they both played really well in that first game. Personally, I felt like Locke had the momentum to to get the first chance at it in the regular season. And then yesterday, man, Bridgewater balled out again. And, um, you know, statistically, they, they didn't they actually weren't separated by too much. Uh, you know, Locke had 80 yards passing. Bridgewater had 105. Uh, a couple more incompletions on Locke's side. And then, the, but the, the things that were concerning are those two sacks that he took back to back that just killed the drive. Um, for me, it was more of the eye test. And, and it just looked like it almost looked back to our old offense once Locke got in the game. It was much less fun to watch than, uh, than when Bridgewater was, was leading us in those first yeah. few, few series. So, uh, yeah, don't don't have as much uh, faith in, in, in Locke winning that anymore. But, um, you know, Fangio came out and he did. And I like what he said. He said, look, we're going to be able to win a lot of games with either of these guys. So I, I do believe that mm-hmm. um, look what we're doing on the ground. Look at what we are bringing to the table on defense. We should be winning a lot of games with whoever our starter is. But between the two of them, I think um, I don't know. I, I I might be leaning a little bit more towards Bridgewater at this moment, just after that came alone. And look, we're not we're not watching every single play of training camp, so we don't have that kind of insight. Um, yeah. And and I know they're not making decisions purely based on you know is it a completion. They're they're looking at hey, what are the other guys on the offense doing for these quarterbacks? That maybe is why they're not looking as great. So. Obviously, offensive line play, I felt like, wasn't playing as well once Locke was in the game. But you can make the argument, look, Bridgewater came in. He was in that same position a week ago, and he looked really well. So, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what are you thinking? So, to me, there are two moments for both quarterbacks. You know, last week um, with Drew Locke, I think it was the fourth fourth and goal on the two-yard line. He didn't make that, that pass, right? That's... Mm-hmm. I mean, how heartbreaking is that? Because again, that's Broncos football for the last three, four, five years. Of right. you know, we we get into the red zone and then we stall out and we either don't get any points or we settle for a field goal. And I would have thought that that is, you know, if he could have made that one big play, that would have been huge, right? Especially for the fans to see that, but he didn't. Yeah. Then you have this week. Um, so we get uh, Justin Simmons gets that interception huge, 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 right? I mean, defense is playing phenomenal. Right. Uh, and then just like Broncos football fashion, we go out there and we blow it on third down. 
Teddy yeah. Bridgewater makes a terrible throw. Now you can argue that it was actually a good throw because the, the guy he was throwing to was covered really well that he made sure that neither player could catch it. Um, but third down right after an interception, you know, you, you do not want to go three and out. And right. so that was a huge play for him to blow it. Now he did get it on fourth down, but in a regular season game, we wouldn't be going for it on fourth down there. No, it would be a decision between, like we said in the halftime show yesterday, of going for a 57-yard field goal or, or taking that chance on fourth down. I, I agree. I think in the regular season, we're probably kicking a field goal there, especially with McManus and the leg that he has. But, um, you know, to that point, though, on that fourth down play, he dropped a bomb to to Judy there. He did. Uh, that looked pretty damn good. <laughs> so right. um, happy I'm not- to see that. I'm not discrediting that at all. Yeah. What I'm what I'm talking about is the whole, you know, going three and out essentially yeah. after an interception. After an interception. And, and yeah, we got to get points from those. I mean, that's what was killing us the mm-hmm. other way around last year. Yep. We'd give up turnovers and teams were able to score those touchdowns, score yep. those field goals. That's when our defense was really vulnerable last year was, you know, that quick turnaround uh, from turnovers. So, yeah. Yeah, we need four uh, points. <laughs> exactly. And so to me, you have those two situations that neither quarterback really capitalized on, you know, no. both big trouble areas for the Broncos in the past years uh, and something that it would have been nice to see one of them make something happen without relying on going for on fourth down, which you just, especially the way Fangio operates, we're probably not going to be doing very often unless it's like fourth quarter, we actually we have to go for it on fourth down kind of territory, you know. Right. So that's the one thing. You know, you could argue that there was a third down throw to Williams, but that was a perfect throw. Williams decided to look upfield before actually making sure that the ball was yeah. in his hands. That was a rookie mistake. So I'm not gonna yeah. discredit uh Teddy for that. Um, you know, yeah, Teddy played really well. Um the interesting thing and just kind of like what you were saying is we're not watching the practices we're not watching all the film i wish we were because that'd be a fantastic job to have uh, just to be a fly <laughs> on the wall right um but just listening day in and day out of the the you know what's come out of practice and all the the inside and um people who have been at practice is neither quarterback have strung together three or even four days of consecutive really solid play They'll one will have one really good day while the other has a bad day. Then they'll both kind of have an okay day. Then they'll swap. And the, the one that had a bad day has a really good day, you know? And so, you know, you're just looking for a quarterback to go out there and say, Hey, I'm yeah. People have bad days. Like, I'm not saying that I expect them to be perfect, but it'd be really nice if one of these guys could go out there and put together four good days of really solid football and go out there for a game and play really well. Right. But we just haven't seen that throughout the entire training camp. And that's where it, I'm sitting here saying, yeah, Teddy did better this game. Drew did better last game. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. (laughs) For both the quarterbacks. So I don't know, man. I just don't know. Yeah, I think we were both hoping that we were going to have just another solid game from both of them. And then we were going to have the same discussion. Like, oh, Fangio's not kidding. They really are making it very hard for him. But now I feel like we're sitting here and they're making it hard for him for the wrong reasons. For the wrong (laughs) reasons. Yesterday. Yeah. but not that it was absolutely terrible. Look, we still haven't thrown an interception um, this it's preseason. Huge so that's point. huge. That is huge. That was a, probably our biggest downfall last year was all the turnovers. Um, and, and to your point with ha- them not uh, appearing to be able to string a, a consecutive days in practice, 
You also think about the level of competition they're going up against practice. We think this defense is going to be a top three oh, in the sure. NFL this year. And so, yeah, they're probably, it's, they're probably making it really hard on these guys during practice. So <laughs> um, hopefully that just means that in game situations where they're going up against a lesser defense that, um, you, you know, that they're, they're going to have these good performances. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, we could break it down even further. I think the end result of what we're talking about today is it's going to be, we don't know. Um, okay. I think for me, the one thing I'm thinking about is what would be worse is if we start Teddy and then end up replacing him with, with Drew, or if we start Drew and end up replacing him with Teddy. I mean, whoever we start week one, we obviously hope that they're a starter throughout the season. Yeah. Um, so I would prefer it to be, I mean, I don't know. What is your gut telling you? My gut's kind of telling it leaning towards Bridgewater a little bit just from games, obviously. So from practice, from what we're hearing, I don't know. It sounds like maybe it's locked. So that, um, I, I think we can be patient because it sounds like they're going to make that decision here in the next I don't like day. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. I don't want to be patient. I want the answer now, Dan. <laughs> I know we want answers now, but we're still, um, weeks away from the regular season so yeah. um, if we can have that starter name for the third preseason game it's uh, oh and they will i yeah, think you know what we're hearing they uh, you know what i would not be surprised if they if coach fangio and company do not specifically say hey here's who our starter for week one is going to be but whoever starts for the third preseason game i would bet you that that's who are the starter is going to be yeah I will be, you know, let's let's not give our hand away to the Giants as to who we're actually going to start until the last, you know, as late as possible. But for me, looking at this, I think anybody else, whoever's going to start game three, uh, game three is going to be the starter, no matter what they end up saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right on that way. And, and unless we're just sitting our starters, which I don't think that's the plan going into that third third game. No, because, I mean, again, you have a, a week off, you know, in yep. between. So uh, normally this would be, you know, game three would be the the dress rehearsal, if right. you will. So right. I would expect that, you know, for the first solid half, you're going to see a lot of people out there. Uh, second half, you're going to see, you know, the opposite quarterback. I don't know if Rippon's going to see any time really at all. Um, I would think that it's ones and twos mostly, you know. Um, and then the threes kind of in the, the end of the game situation. But – um, what one thing I'll say for Locke is like when plays break down, we saw that one play they had with yeah. the rookie Seth Williams, mm -hmm. he just kind of found a way to make something happen. Not necessarily like that was what he was doing last year by any means, but I have higher hopes that he'd be able to pull something off uh, compared to, to Teddy just because he, he has more capability with his legs. Um, compared mm -hmm. to that might be a deciding factor to right. be honest with you like that that might be the one thing that pushes it over the edge i mean he did extend that play and the way he did that shovel pass out to him <laughs> um you know it was he does look more mature you know i will give you that um the fact that he hasn't thrown an interception um and i can't say that there have been any that were like oh that should have been picked off like i can't believe that yeah. wasn't picked off like he's played smart football um yeah. So you're right. I mean, when it comes down to Teddy's leg injury, like he's just not able to move around a lot, um, whereas Drew can. And so is that something that, well, do you want to have a quarterback that has that capability um, and see what he can go do in the regular season in the first four games 
you know, be ready to pull the pull the trigger and say, ah, we're gonna. This was look, we gave you a chance. Now we're done. We're going with Teddy. You know, I, I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. All I can say though is I am very, very happy that the Broncos went out and got Teddy Bridgewater because everything we're hearing on that end as well. He's just been an amazing teammate. Yeah. He's pushed Locke in this competition if Locke is named the starter. Um, and man, if, if something happens to Locke and we have to put Teddy in, we're going to feel a lot better than what, what we had last year. Right. Uh, right back up. So um, just very, it just sounds like he's hitting all the marks from what we want in a, in a veteran backup if he, like, again, if he is the, the backup. Right. Well, even then, whoever isn't, whoever is the backup, you know, there's a, I'd say there's a good chance that they're going to get some playing time this year. You know, I I just, hopefully not. Hopefully whoever the starter is, is a starter from here on out. Right. But um, whoever it is has got to be ready. Hey, you know, like this could still, something could happen. And I end up going out there and being the, you know, end up being the starter for whatever, you know, my, my story isn't done here necessarily. Now, if Locke goes out there, uh, and then gets benched for Teddy. He's pretty much done. Like that's that's it. Like I think that's the end of his story. You know, he might be a backup for some other team somewhere. I don't see us keeping him um, yeah. after this year. But um, you know, if Locke isn't the starter, uh, then it doesn't mean that he doesn't have another chance. You know, no. later on down the line. Um, it just there's a lot of you know a lot of things to to play out yet. So. Sure, sure. And the nature of the NFL, it's not as easy to go all, well, now 17 games. Um, so there could be health injury, er, health and injuries that, that's going to crop up. Um, and if, if it means he has to come in for a few series in a game or even start a game here or there in the regular season, we should still feel confident that we're, yeah. it's not like we're going to lose those games. Yeah, um, exactly. So. It's not like we're putting Rippin out there or something, you know, like, oh, geez, you know. <laughs> Which, hey, we won a couple games with Rippin last yeah, year. Yeah, we so. did, but it wasn't pretty. But, <laughs> but again, thank you to our defense. Uh, exactly. So Now, it's going to be – I think we're going to be looking at a lot of running and just a lot of big plays from our defense this year, and we're still going to win a lot of games, I think. And that's – I mean, that's really good. I mean, again – Take it for what it is preseason, but our play calling, we had 28 pass attempts versus 31 rush attempts. I mean, that's a pretty even, like, that's what you want to see. You mm-hmm. don't want a quarter, you don't want to see a quarterback go out there and make 40, 45 pass attempts in a game. Like, that's yeah. horrendous, right? Um, and there was a, a comment in our halftime show yesterday when we were live at halftime that um, somebody, um, didn't like the play calling for the game. And, you know, what you got, got to remember out there in preseason, it's a very bland playbook. I mean, they're not showcasing really what they have planned too much because they don't want to give too much away. Right. So right. it's really just plays that are made for evaluating and just simple, simplest, uh, simplistic plays for us to go out there and uh, look at what these players can do. But I do like the, you know, while we're evaluating the quarterbacks, we're still giving our, uh, our, running backs plenty of opportunity to go out there and get their legs under them uh and they did really well uh race freeman uh nine carries for 27 yards 3.0 average williams seven carries 20 uh, yards for a 2.9 average i mean those two right there i mean you're averaging three yards a carry um and race freeman being the leader again that's i mean that's really good you know yeah and you know, I think we want to see that average a little bit higher, but well, of course, but um, we're not playing all of our offensive line starters, so uh, they, you got to take it for a grain of salt, just like we've been saying the whole time. What we say every preseason, but they just look good running the ball. 
right? Javante Williams, when he gets into space, uh, he's just <laughs> he's going. You don't know how long he's going to be going with that ball, and and he can take a pounding and he can give out a pounding. More importantly, so um, yeah, they look good running it. And then Royce Freeman, he was our receiving leader as well, forty four yards. Um, it seemed like he was just finding a way to get open. And when things were breaking down a little bit, he was the dump off guy and, and he was averaging a little under 10 yards a catch. Mm-hmm. So good for Royce Freeman, man, a guy that we thought wasn't going to have much opportunity. And then again, Mike Boone goes down and, and he's kind of leading us in the preseason just because they're not going to put Melvin Gordon out there and they're limiting Javante Williams because they're very excited with what they're seeing from him. So yeah. Um, props to, to Royce Freeman, a guy that we kind of forgot about a little bit. Um, so fast forward a month from now, what do we do? Do we cut Freeman and bring Boone back? I have a feeling we might actually carry four running backs depending on so? Boone. Man. I, I, well, and, and that's another injury concern though with Boone. So what, do we think that Royce Freeman is going to clear waivers and we're going to be able to put him on the practice squad? I don't know with the way he's been running this preseason. Um, I think another team's going to I wouldn't. That's the thing. I would just assume if we cut him, he's gone. Exactly. So um, maybe, maybe that is what we do because they have so much faith in um, in Javante Williams. Uh, maybe, maybe they want to use Mike Boone for the, the Royce Freeman position. But hey, if that means we're putting Boone out there and he's doing the same things um, that Freeman's doing now, then hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, That's the thing. I mean, we keep Freeman and, and again, this is kind of speculation now, but um, now you're looking at losing, you know, a, uh, a Schlotman or a Bassey or uh, Trinity Benson um, or Tyree Cleveland. I mean, you're looking at losing one more name that I don't really want to lose, you know? Right. Right. Um, and I haven't gone too in depth in, in, in looking at different depth chart comparisons of, okay, if we keep, I haven't either. I'm just looking at these names and saying those, those kinds of names, like it would hurt to lose one of those, but you know, if you're going to carry four running backs, I get the argument there. I do. I like the sound of it, but you're definitely trading that off with losing somebody that has a lot of potential and can bring a lot to this team. So uh, what do we do? I'm glad I'm not going to pay the big bucks to do it. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, we'll see. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Trey Benson, how close he is to, to making the roster. I mean, he only got two catches for 10 yards yesterday, not looking the same as, uh, you know, a week ago. Granted, he was only targeted twice, so he's 100% on, on his targets for the preseason. So it was good to see Deontay Spencer. He had a catch for, uh, for 19 yards. Um, we talked last week about if he, if one of those guys like Benson or uh, Tyreek Cleveland show up on the, the um, return game, maybe maybe we don't keep Deontay Spencer as our, our kick return special. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, but of, as, as we're talking about running backs, is week. it possible? Do you know, is it possible to pick up a guard on fantasy football? Because, man, if you can, I'm picking up Dalton Reisner. Getting oh, geez, right. <laughs> well, there was the uh, the play last year where he picked up yeah. Philip Lindsay and threw him into the end zone. <laughs> and I was I was arguing like, hey, that should be a touchdown for for Dalton, because technically he carried the ball player, the, the ball carrier into the end zone. So. <laughs> 
you know, vicariously, he was carrying the ball himself <laughs> into the end zone. Um, exactly. But it was good to see him being credited with that touchdown uh, when he took it from Williams basically and said, no, I'm going to enough with this, you know, trying yeah. to make second, third, fourth efforts. We're going to, I'm just going to grab this and carry it over the line. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were interviewing him later in the game and it sounded like he felt a little bit bad for, for taking the ball away from Javante <laughs> Williams on that touchdown, but it was fun to see that. And they were all excited that he was able to, to get that credit. Yeah. That touchdown. That was pretty awesome. I would imagine Williams isn't too upset when it's preseason two, when your team gets a touchdown, you know, it's, Hey, you know, I couldn't get quite get there, but you got it there. So good on you, you know, kind of, a thing. I don't know. He's a rookie. That would have been his first touchdown. I think he was probably looking forward to that. Hopefully. Yeah. Save it for the regular season, man. I mean, your first touchdown preseason. So what, you know, I mean, I think, uh, but even then regular season, he'll have plenty of touchdowns, I think. So. But, but you're right. If if I could get uh, Reisner in some position for my fantasy team, then uh, I'd fight <laughs> you for him. So, <laughs> um, How about other rookies on offense? Was there anyone else that stood out to you? We talked about that big Seth Williams catch and run, um, that shovel pass from Locke. But was there anyone else yeah. uh, aside from, from uh, Javante Williams? Man. I don't know off the top of my head. Um to be honest with you, I think those were the big ones. Yeah, I think so too. Um, we had Eric Sauer playing, playing at tight end. He had uh, that one big catch. Oh, yeah. He made some good plays. Um, that, that got us to the one-yard line, uh, which ended the next play was that Javante Williams <laughs> slash, mm-hmm. slash Dalton Reisner. Right. Um, so, but I guess he's, he's actually not a, a rookie. He was on our team last year, wasn't he? So... Um, just a guy we haven't heard much from. Um, so yeah, no one else, maybe on the offensive line that we could, uh, talk about. Um, well, he'd be one I expect would go to the practice squad. Yes. Yes. I and then we keep Beck mostly because of, you know, being the fullback position as well. So, yeah. And then we have Sean Beyer. He was the, uh, the, uh, undrafted rookie that we picked up. He got a touchdown late, mm-hmm. um, at the tight end position from, from Rippin, that was a nice, nice little play there. Yeah, it was. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what the tight end position looks like once once cuts come around. Yep. Yeah, I think some people have talked about are we going to carry a fullback, and I think we are. Um, uh, Andrew Beck will be that guy. So, um, you know, do we keep uh, Salbert for practice squad? Um, you know, I I can't see him staying on the team. Um, but he's the way he's, he played. I mean, uh, he's if something were to happen, I would you know have him come up and, and join the team based off an injury or something. Like I'm I'm okay with that. So yeah, I think Bayer, if he does make the team, it's going to be for his blocking ability, not necessarily as that receiving option at the tight end position. Yeah. Um, now, one thing I want to bring up, um, kind of still looking at the offense, talking about rookies and lower line, that offensive line. You know, once the starters went out, they definitely took some time to get their feet under them. Yeah, that for sure. Yeah, it was rough. yeah, Locke did take two sacks, but holy crap, the offensive line didn't do anything. No. You know, uh, I would say put Teddy Bridgewater in that situation, and he's also taking two sacks. Yeah, they know? were just ugly plays. Um, not much Locke could do on those, even though we said he has that ability to extend plays and do things with those legs that Bridgewater probably can't as much. Um, no, there wasn't much he could do on those those two sacks. 
So yeah, that was a little surprising to me because they looked really well, even our backups last week. So I don't know if it was just the level of competition was higher with Seattle's backups compared to Minnesota's, which I think I feel that way for sure. Um, they, they, it was a, t- a tough, tough competition overall yesterday, I think. But look, we only yeah. allowed three points and we got 30 on our end. So yeah, we're kind of nitpicking on, on that part. Um. Okay, there's one thing that I haven't really griped about yet because I'm kind of waiting to see how it turns out. But yesterday kind of has me worried a little bit. Special teams. Yeah, yeah, I was going to bring that up. We cannot be the 32nd ranked team on special teams and expect to win some of these games. You know, we just can't. And and last year we were ranked thirty second by a lot. I mean, there was there was a big margin between number thirty two and number thirty one. You yeah. know, it wasn't like we were just kind of in the bottom ten. You know, whatever we we were an outlier in a very very bad way. Um, and we gave up some big plays. You know, yeah. um, kick returning and punt returning wasn't great. It was okay, but it wasn't great. Right. Um, but we gave up some big returns. I mean, one all the way out to the fifty. Yeah. You know, in regular season. That's just going to kill you, man. That's just going to absolutely kill you. It is 100%. And look, that was a, an emphasis for, for Fangio this offseason. He's like, look, we're going to draft guys that have speed that are going to contribute right away on special teams. And hopefully what we saw yesterday is not going to be what we see in the regular season. And it might not be because, look, we we're playing a lot of our black backups yesterday. And, um, you know, they're while they're on – the field on the defensive side, maybe that means that they're not on the field for special teams when they normally would be for the regular season. Mm-hmm. But that just means that our depth on special teams is a little concerning. If that if that is the reason why it was so, but that that one kick return was, you're right. I started having flashbacks on on of last season from yep. that one kick return. So, yeah, you got to keep in mind the partially blocked punt. Uh, the guy came right up the middle. You yeah. know, nobody nobody picked him up at all. Uh, it wasn't like he rushed around a corner and he got there in time. So somewhat on the punter to recognize that and get the punt off sooner. Um, also on the line to, you know, hey, somebody pick him up. Um, a lot of different things there. It sounds like, you know, Coach Fangio was asked about it in the press conference. And, you know, he he admitted that, yeah, this, you know, it's a point of emphasis, um, you know, and we can lose some games if, you know, that continues going the way that it is. So, look, I'm not saying that we need to have the the number one ranked special teams in the league. You know, we just can't have the absolute worst and expect at the end of the day that our defense is going to go out there and win us all these games. We need the other two areas of the team to carry their weight at least somewhat as well. So, uh, yeah, 100% agree. But look, if we're talking about special teams, McManus, he looked clutch as always. As <laughs> you always. Know? Three for three, long of 52, and they just looked clean. It, there was nothing, none of those kicks were like, oh man, that was really close to, or it hit the crossbar or whatever. But, um, right. Yeah, I loved, uh, loved seeing that from McMahon. Yeah, 52 one is especially, it's like, okay, like, yeah, he still got it. Yeah. Cool. He went up there, yeah. cool as could be. And that's one roster spot we don't have to worry about figuring no. out. <laughs> nope, at least for another year. That's for sure. Yeah. So. Um, and kind of an update to what we said earlier, I did I, one little quote here is uh, on uh, Michael Ojemudia. Uh, Coach Fangio says the early indication is it's not an ACL. Good. So, but past that, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so we'll find out more uh, tomorrow and by the, the show on Tuesday night. Make sure you all listen to that. 
uh, join us live to get some comments and questions in there. Um, uh, we'll have some more information. So, but is there anyone, Kevin, that you think is going to play in this third game that we haven't seen yet? And I would like to see Vaughn go out there and get just a couple reps. Right. Right. And we saw mostly, that, we saw that mean, from Chubb. We saw that from Chubb yesterday, and he went out there and had a really nice sack. Well, uh, and that's what we that's what I've been hearing from uh from him um or about him from training camp is while they're working him in slowly, when he was out there, he was making a huge difference, right? Same thing yesterday. You sent him out there yesterday and he wasn't out there a lot, but he got the one sack, a lot of pressures. I mean, he was looking really, really good. Um, and so for Von Miller, who congratulations, by the way, is a dad now. So fantastic. And we know that he's one of our number one fans here uh, at the Orange Weekly Podcast. Uh, He listens to us religiously. Um, (laughs) At least that's what I pretend. Uh, (laughs) I've heard the same thing. (laughs) Um, So I would love to see him go out there for his own benefit, get some reps in in a game time setting. But also, I am so excited to see the the chubb and miller combination again oh, i yeah. mean it's one it's been too long since that's happened but those two out there i mean quarterbacks are gonna be sweating you know they're gonna be sweating and that's just gonna make our dbs look so much better we're gonna see a lot of interceptions because of the pressure that we're gonna be putting on the quarterback so yeah i think we'd love to see Vaughn next week i'd be a little surprised i think he's getting that better in treatment and he sure, certainly deserves it right i mentioned he just you know, his child was just born, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's taking a little bit of time before the regular season. Yeah. Um, but guys like Melvin Gordon, I don't know if we're going to see him next week. I'm pretty sure we're not going to see Corley Because of the injury? Week. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe this is just going to be some, uh, more of the same next week, except maybe some some more more drives with uh, some of those first team guys. Like, yeah. Like, um, like Simmons. Obviously, I PS2. He's going to get a lot of playing time. Yep. be interesting to see if Kyle Fuller plays at all. Um, I would expect them to. I don't know about Callahan, if he's going to be going out there. since he's Man, he is so injury prone, I would say yeah. don't. don't I, I wouldn't expect to see him. Like, knock on wood. I'm not trying to, like, bash the guy. It's nothing on him. Right. It's not like he's purposely going out there and getting hurt. But he has not played a full season in a while. Ev- ever? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm serious. I don't know if he's actually played he a full has. season. Yeah. Um, and for a while there, you know, we had decided or I had decided that he was actually uh, the mascot because we hadn't seen him for so long that he was Miles, the mascot running around. Um, and so I don't know, man, uh, I would say don't risk it with him. Yeah. But uh, Fuller, I'd like to see him go out there. You know, if um, if Gordon is OK enough to go out there and get a, a few sets, you know, again, this is your last chance to get a game time kind of feel before the regular season starts. Yeah. And I'd rather them go out there and get, you know, some reps in before you get two weeks essentially before you play uh, against the giants on the road there. So, you know, who I'm surprised we haven't seen yet is Tim Patrick. Is that, why hasn't he been out there as what probably our number four wide receiver? Number four. Um, yeah. I haven't seen him. That's a very good point. So. Um, that's interesting to me. I don't know if he if he's getting better in treatment or and we're gonna keep him or they. I, I'm I'm assuming we're gonna keep him obviously, um, unless it's mm. some sort of great trade that we can get for him. But a little surprised um, that that we haven't seen Tim Patrick out there. 
I'm going to look up and see if there's anything going on. Uh, first thing that pops up on Google is Tim Patrick still a Bronco. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's uh, that's funny. Thanks, Google. Um, and there's nothing really on him since. See, the Ravens inquired about him back uh, a week ago, it looks like. Um, but, yeah, I haven't seen anything uh, from him on the field. I don't know if he's been suited up at all either, so. It could be trade bait. Um, Which is just weird to me. It almost makes me feel like he's they're not actively shopping him be, because I feel like they would be throwing him out there to show highlight, show his talent, not that people can't go back and, and see what he did a year ago. Yeah. But, you know, just to put it at the front of their mind, like, hey, this guy can still ball. Like, why aren't you calling about him? <laughs> right. Um, so maybe they're not looking to get, to get rid of him and they just want that extra depth uh, at wide receiver. Hmm. He might be. I'm not sure. Um, but there is some trade interest just from this one article that that popped up. Um, yeah, it just could be another thing. Uh, preseason, hey, we know what you got. Veteran kind of status. Like, don't worry about it, man. You know, yeah. we got other people to evaluate. So, yeah. Oof. I don't know, man. I don't know. So, um, well, with this uh, upcoming game, what are you um, – anything in particular you're looking forward to? Like we talked about before, it'll be interesting to see who is named the starter. Are they going to say this is actually our starter for the regular season and this final preseason game? Um, and then just evaluating that, always going to be looking at the quarterbacks. Um, that is our biggest need and our biggest concern for this team. Um, so, of course, we're going to look at that depending on how much playing time the other guys get. Um, and just continuing this defense domination. Like we said, nine points overall in the preseason. Let's keep that going and see them continue to dominate teams. Yeah, that's that's the huge thing is Kenmore. You know, if our defense can do that, holy crap! Like, there's no reason our offense shouldn't be able to put up enough points to beat these teams. You know, even if you hold a team to 17 points or less, your offense should be able to go out there and win you some games. Yeah, you know, you don't have to score 30, 40 points a game. Um, if you can just get to to 20 points, you should be able to win these games. And the defense we have. Um, I don't think we're asking our offense to do too much, you know, I really don't. So the big thing is the turnovers. Can we avoid those turnovers? And if we can, I think we're looking to be in a really good position. So again, that's when our defense was most vulnerable was coming out of off turnovers. So, and look, so far it's looked good. There was a couple fumbles yesterday. Um, I think Locke had that weird one where he kind of got tripped over. I think it was by Moody and almost tossed it to Javante Williams, but he, Got to the ball first, and he protected it. But those were probably the two turnover areas that were a little right. concerning yesterday. And but. he tripped. He tripped on his own foot. Like, yeah. I'm not going to bash him on that, you know. Like, one preseason, two, he's human. Yeah. He tripped on his foot. I do that all the time. <laughs> if I could get paid millions of dollars to to trip on my own feet, I would. <laughs> like, I already do it. So <laughs> Might as well get paid for it. Might as well just get paid for it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but no, the interceptions aren't there right now, which is great. That's probably the most ex- one of the most exciting things from our quarterbacks. Yep. Um, so kind of looking ahead, so obviously there's going to be the, the game next week, then a break. Uh, we play September 12th. Now, that game was originally uh, an 11 a.m. game. And so we were all, you know, worried like, uh, crap, an early game, you know, on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, it sounds like we're probably going to go out there earlier than just the day before, uh, potentially. Uh, but also that game got pushed back to 225. 
And the word is because they thought that Aaron Rodgers might be a Bronco. <laughs> so thankfully, even though that didn't happen, we no longer have an early game uh, on week one. Yeah. Um, we have time to plan for them. Um, and then we're staying on the East Coast. We're going from instead of going back to Denver um, and then out to Jacksonville, we're just going from um from New York down to Jacksonville and we're staying on the East coast for that week. So that should help with that second game, which is 11 AM on September 19th um, before coming back home to play the jets on September 26th. So um, I like the plan that they have early on in the season. Um, You know, um, I like how everything is kind of set up. This is, I feel like this is honest optimism and not just me wearing orange goggles, you know, (laughs) we never do that, Kevin. Oh, I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, it makes sense. Like, why not go out there a little bit early? We have that week off in between the final preseason game and week one of the regular season. No reason not to go out there early, get used to that time change, and then stay. Since we're staying on the East Coast, just go down to Jacksonville, get used to that heat, that humidity that you and I are both very familiar with, uh, (laughs) and the time change again. So I like it. It's a good plan. And then we can can be coming very prepared for that Jets game week three um, at our home opener. That'd be great, man. I am excited. Very Football excited. is here. Football I'm is very great. upset about the, the week off in between, <laughs> you know, cause now I'm like, yeah, football's back. And then there's gonna be a whole weekend without football. I'm like, no, <laughs> well, it'll be labor day. You can get your, all everything out of the way so that you're fully prepared for this season. No, no distractions. To... I've been fully prepared for the season since like <laughs> June. <laughs> uh, always prepared, of course. My, my yes. <laughs> it's like after the Super Bowl, I'm like, I'm ready for the next season. Yeah, to start when's now. the draft when's again? Yeah. <laughs> when's for agency start? Football never ends. It is a year long sport. We know that. Yep. Fact. So cool, John. Well, any closing thoughts, man? No, I mean, kind of rinse and repeat, I think, for since it's it's preseason. Let's get another 30 to 3 victory. That'd be great over the Rams. Uh, another good defense we'll be seeing, um, even if it, they are playing their backups. It's been so weird to see how different teams are are handling this offseason since it is different from what we've been used to in year pa- years past. Um, we'll see what the Rams do. We'll see what we do. Um, and, and we'll be up for it. Be excited to talk with all you guys on Tuesday and uh, and keep that going. Yep, exactly. Tuesday, Bourbon Broncos, no BS, 7 p.m. Mountain Time every Tuesday night. Uh, Join us live at halftime uh, for the halftime hash uh, as soon as halftime starts. We know you check your phones anyway, uh, so might as well just open up to Facebook where we're live or Twitter or YouTube. Um, Don't lie to yourself. I know everybody does it. I do it. That's So just join us and have some fun and just um, join. you know, while you're getting a beer, uh, don't listen to the, the guys on the TV because they're annoying. Uh, we're more fun. We're uh, done. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, well, thanks everyone for checking us out and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Let's get ready for uh, the first, um, I guess you can say first home game for the Broncos um, against uh, the LA Rams Saturday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And uh, we'll check you all then. So take care. And John, thanks again, man. Of course. Ended on a strong. Yep. Go Broncos. Broncos. Take care, everyone.